This podcast sponsored by Cherry Hill Volvo. At Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers, incredible offers, and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krupnik, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. of talk now on talk radio 1210 wphd rich zioli so we got wheels falling off planes <clears throat> we got bolts uh doors popping off uh but all's well all right so with spring break on the horizon as you're planning your trips don't worry the boeing ceo says everything's going to be just fine wait to hear the audio of the pilots and the control tower talking about how a wheel just came off and just rolling down the runway Welcome to the show. Glad you're here today. It is Wednesday, hump day. We're halfway through the week, which is good. And a big night in New Hampshire last night. Nikki Haley didn't win. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. Despite what you might might think from listening to Nikki Haley last night, she didn't win. Uh, She didn't win Iowa either. And yet she goes on. Apparently her campaign continues. Or does it? I don't know. I mean, that's the thing. I don't know. I don't don't really know what what the play here is, the scam is, other than I can just tell you from my own personal experience of doing plays and scams. No, just from my own personal experience of working on campaigns. Uh, typically, if you're a paid political operative, you don't want your candidate to drop out because then you don't have anyone to pay your salary. So as long as as long as the checks can cash, you know what I mean? Got to get checky. If the checky cashes, we're, we're good. You stay, you, you, you stay in. And that, that's what I think to ultimately convince her. Let's face it. I mean, listening to her last night uh, or reading her tweets, you would think that she's the front runner. You would think that they overcame every odd to be the front runner, and that is what they're going with. They're going with we are the front runner alternative to Donald Trump. And even though Trump is going to be the nominee, they're still hoping on maybe something will happen. Maybe some externality will happen. Meanwhile, down at the southern border, they continue now to deal with the razor wire issue. And I'm going to tell you about an opportunity to get a large cash settlement if you've been injured by razor wire. That will come. But in the meantime, uh, you got to hear this, this, some of the exchanges between the White House explaining the decision to take down this barbed razor wire. I told you yesterday there's not going to be a civil war. There doesn't need to be a civil war. The Supreme Court said the federal government can take down the barbed wire. It didn't say Texas has to. It didn't say Texas can't keep putting it up. It just said that the feds can take it down. So if I'm Greg Abbott, I'm just going to keep putting it up. You know, and I mean, until the until I get a definitive court order that says I, I can't do this, I'm not stopping. And why should he? I mean, the Supreme Court is going to ultimately hear this case eventually. That's why, as angry as people are at the decision, myself included, the good news is, though, is that they will hear this case eventually. But they didn't say to Texas, you don't have a right to do this. They just said you have to let the feds take it down. 
You can't stop them. And 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 really, truly, how could they stop them? I mean, what what are you going to do? You know, what, what, what like you're going to have a standoff at the Texas border between what the National Guard and Border Patrol? And then at that point, I mean, the the president federalizes the National Guard and they report to him. And that's what I think ultimately Abbott should force his hand on. And that's see, that's the the play here. You want to you want to pull a long con, as they say, from one of the greatest movies ever. You want to pull a long con? Here's how you do it. What you do is you have the Texas National Guard just keep putting barbed wire down and make sure it's them. Make sure it's the National Guard doing it. So that you irritate Biden, you irritate the White House, and then you pull the ultimate sting. You make Biden come out in an election year when immigration is top of mind in everybody, and you make Biden turn around and say, I'm federalizing the National Guard. They are, they now report to me, and I want you to take down all this barbed wire. And then put it all on camera and let people see. Let people see as you've got – There was I was just watching Fox News a little bit before the show today. And um, this one alderman or councilman or something, we'll try to grab the audio for you. Uh, he said, Brandon is 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 uh, is really screwing things up here policy wise. And he's not the only Democrat saying that, you know, Democrats are saying a lot of things right now regarding Joe Biden, including that he should keep hiding, that he should hide. That, that's his best play, his best play. Van Jones last night in CNN, his best play is just to keep hiding. Oh, and some good news. An appeals court says that the FBI and what they did by uh, seizing contents of safe deposit boxes violated the Fourth Amendment. It's a great opinion by a federal judge named Millen D. Smith, Jr. He said, actually, cases like this are exactly why the Fourth Amendment was adopted in the first place. And in Canada, Canada there, they've ruled that Justin Trudeau, that little tyrant, who may or may not be going to Cuba for spring break. I don't know what his travel plans are. I'm just saying it's lovely this time of year. Justin Trudeau, uh, his mandates when he wound up seizing the assets of truckers who defied his COVID mandates and seized their money, that was unconstitutional, according to a Canadian court. So, of course, some Canadian finance minister comes out and whines about how, what could they do? It was a national emergency. It was a global pandemic and blah, blah, blah. And the court said, yeah, look, you have emergency powers, but this was an overreach. And of course it was an overreach. It was a huge overreach. As far as on the uh, on the national front goes, the question of, of where the 2024 presidential election goes from here, which is anybody's guess, uh, but I just think if it's a Trump versus Biden rematch and the, the polls are showing that Trump has a chance, they got to do something here because Brandon, I said Brian, Biden, Brandon, whatever you want to call him, he's, he's, got a, he's got a long road to go here. I mean, it's not looking good. It's not looking good for him. And you've got this one Democrat congressman who his clip went viral yesterday said, you know, all these people are they're just saying that Trump supporters are the worst people ever. Well, I met him. I went there. I went to a rally. I talked to them. They were all polite. They were all nice. I think my party's nuts. You're hearing more and more of that from the David Axelrods, Bill Mars, people that understand politics are saying, hey, Rachel Maddow. MSNBC, Morning Joe, New York Times, Washington Post. Why don't you all chill out and stop insulting half the country? Stop insulting tens of millions of people with your insults and your mockery and calling them stupid and thinking that all they want is an an authoritarian despot and just stop it already. It's not good politics. It's not a good look for you. 
This congressman's clip went viral. He's running for president. He's, I mean, he's a long shot, but he, he's also upset because Biden won't debate him. And he should be upset that Biden won't debate him. Biden's not going to debate him. The Democrat Party's not going to allow. Look, even if they, even if Biden's not going to be the candidate, you know as well as I do that they're going to control that process. It will be done at the convention. There's no way they're going to allow an open primary because they can't control it. And it's all about control. These people are the biggest control freaks. And if there's even a chance that Bernie Sanders could megaphone his way into that convention and steal the endorsement and become the party's nominee, they will not let that happen. Same with RFK Jr. I know he's running as an independent, but he could, I mean, he could go to the DNC and make his case and walk away with it. They won't let that happen either. So if there is going to be a switcheroo, then it will be controlled. Just like the last time they did this, you know, Frank Loudenberg would have been 100 years old. He's dead. Uh, But he would have turned 100 yesterday, I think. And if you ever take a train... And you go through Sea Caucus, New Jersey. You probably have one point or another been to or seen the Frank L. Lautenberg train station. Uh, they named it after him because they love naming things after dead politicians and alive ones sometimes. Like there is a there's a, a road in Scranton called the President Joe Biden Highway. Now, my question is, if Biden loses, are they going to name it? Are they going to change the name to former President Joe Biden Highway? Because, you know, Jimmy Matthews. And Brian on Twitter would be very upset if they didn't put former. So maybe they'll just slap a big sticker over it. You know, former president, like in blue. You know what I mean? When they like when there's a new exit change, it, normally it's exit 37. It's Now it's exit 62. And they do that, you know, old 37, new 62, and they slap a sticker on it. Maybe they'll do the same thing. You know, former president Biden Memorial Highway. Uh, it may not be a memorial yet because he's dead. But, I mean, you know, eventually it will be. Well, because everybody dies. Anyway, when um, so years ago, Doug Forrester was running for Senate in New Jersey, and he was going to win. He was going to beat Bob Torricelli. See, everybody in New Jersey politics remembers this. It's a very, very famous, famous time in political history. Uh, New Jersey had a lot of those famous political times, did it not? But this was this was up there with I am. My truth is that I am a gay American. By the corrupt Jim McGreevy, who would have gone to prison for corruption. No one cared that he was gay. It was the worst kept secret in New Jersey politics. But anyway, uh, so the was a notorious uh, slimeball. And there was this video that came out of him chasing this the, the guy who was talking to the feds, chasing him around a 7-Eleven and trying to like beat him with, like a I don't know, a hot dog or something, which you could do. I mean, you could probably beat a person to death with some of those hot dogs, how long they sit out there. Um, and hot dogs are delicious, by the way. I highly recommend them. I can't think of food right now. I'm fighting a little stomach bug, but um, on most days, they're delicious with mustard or ketchup. I will tell you that. DeSantis was right on that mustard, you know, obviously. Anyway, so Torricelli, it was going to go down. You know, and he was losing to the Republican Doug Forrester. And so what did they do? Well, they had a big press conference in the governor's outer office in Trenton. And he said a famous quote. He said, when did we become such an unforgiving people? Now, he's as corrupt as Menendez is, was, is, you know what I mean? Anyway, they swapped him out. Now, Frank Lautenberg was technically dead at the time, but they were able to revive him similar to Frankenstein. Uh, bolts, I believe, bolts of electricity. They brought Frank Lautenberg back to life. He's, he's dead again. But he was dead then. They, you know, they were able to revive him. It's like in um, in the Justice League. You know, if you're gonna if you bring Superman back from the dead, you don't know what's gonna happen. He's gonna be in a bad mood. You know what I mean? You can't pull that stunt more than once. 
Uh, but anyway, uh, so Lautenberg was a was a, a commodity and a name, and he won. And it was such a sleazeball move by the New Jersey Democrats. And, of course, the Republicans took him to court. And the Supreme Court of the of New Jersey said, we don't care. See, it was after the filing deadline. It was well, ballots were being printed. Mail-in ballots had been sent overseas to the troops. Back then, you needed an actual excuse to get one. You know, you had to fill out an application to get an absentee ballot. But they, but the overseas ballots to the troops had already been printed up, and it was a mess. But the New Jersey Supreme Court concluded that it the, the voters needed to have a Democrat on the ballot. And then even though it was well past the filing deadline, it didn't matter. And you know what's funny about that? Is that joining the court in friend of the court briefs uh, were the other parties because they all had candidates running. I mean, every every election cycle, there's always third party candidates who run always. That's why I always laugh when people are like, well, maybe a third party candidate. There's always third party candidates who are running the Socialist Party, the the Green Party, the the Libertarian Party sometimes has a candidate There, there, there always is another option. It's just very difficult to find on the ballot. And. You know, most of the time people vote Republican or Democrat for the most part, because I've told you a million times, all politics is local, the famous Tip O'Neill quote, and they control all this at the local level. So you want jobs, unions, you know, you want your idiot son to be a herring fishing boat monitor? Well, you know, you better get out the vote. And that's how this works. And that's why it's very difficult for a third party, like a libertarian party or something, to be able to ever actually win, because this all starts at the local level. So we're stuck with this two-party system. But then, and the court said as much. They said, you know what? It, the, the voters have to have a Democrat here. So even though it's past the statutory deadline, even though the law in New Jersey is very clear on this point, even though it's not even a situation like Torricelli died, he just decided to get out of the race because he knew that he was going to lose, we're still going to allow the switcheroo. And you've already brought Frank Lautenberg back from the dead so we're, I mean, you're, I mean, yeah, we're going to have to, you know, kill the guy again. So you might as well put him on the ballot. And that's what they did. And it was such a sleazy, slimeball, classic Democrat move. And of course, the Jersey Supreme Court, you know, sided with it. I think it was even, it might have been, possibly been a unanimous opinion. I forget. Anyway, the point is there's precedent for this. The idea that when a Democrat is going to lose, they will just do whatever they want and just change, you know, just change it up. Is the guy's going to go down? Well, then put somebody else in there who can win. And who cares what the law says and who cares what the statute says and who cares? They're very good at controlling things like this. And they don't care about the law, obviously. I mean, that was, I remember that like it was yesterday in Jersey politics. And I remember all of us at the time saying the same thing, which is how can you possibly think this is okay? Because your guy's going to lose because he's a crook and he drops out of the race that you just get to replace him with a different Democrat like a month ago before the election. How is this okay? But they don't care. They don't care. They do whatever they want. And that's considered reasonable. I always love when, um, I'm lectured by people about, you know, being reasonable, like the no labels people. They're always like, you know, you got to be reasonable. And yet they tolerate the most unreasonable stuff. They really do. Like the, the, the way that the people on MSNBC talk about Trump voters, you know, the no labels crowd doesn't seem to have a problem with that. The so-called reasonable Republicans. And when you just blatantly just disregard the law and say, well, we're going to take out a candidate who's going to lose because he's a crook and he's going to go to prison and then put in one who's dead, legally dead, after we revive him. And we don't care 
We're going to do it anyway. We have to win. How, how can you consider that to be reasonable? You know? But anyway, that brings me back to Joe Biden. If they think they have to get Biden out, they'll do it, even if it means after the Democrat convention. They've done it before. It doesn't, they don't care. They, they don't care. They, pesky things like party deadlines don't matter to them. How do I know? Because I was involved in Jersey politics back then. Ask, every, ask anyone who was, and they'll tell you the same thing. I, mean, I remember, I remember the, 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 the arguments in court about this. And it was very simple. It's like, Your Honor, look, here's the law. Here's the statute. Boom. And they were like, yeah, we don't care. Like, All right. So I mean, they could still do, they could try this stunt in September or October if they want. And, you know, eventually it will be a question before the Supreme Court of the United States if there are states that say they won't put them on the ballot. But we're talking about six states you got to win. I mean, to be president nowadays, the, it's the, the pool of states that matter is low. So then in the meantime, the strategy will just be, and this is the big story of the day today brought to you by Dr. Mike Venari of Venaria Dental, VenariaDental.com. The big strategy will just be hide him. Just hide him, all right? Stay, keep him hidden. That's literally the advice that CNN's Van Jones gave last night as he urged Joe Biden to repeat the 2020 basement campaign. Stay hidden. Don't speak. Don't come out. Don't do anything. All right? Cut nine. Let's be honest. I mean, you talk about what the job of the Biden came in, and they do have to have a narrative about where he's leading the country and where Trump would leave the country. But this is going to be trench warfare. Well, and this is not here. They're going to be spending more time talking about Donald Trump than Joe Biden. And he's going to be spending a lot of time talking. Are about they going Joe to be Biden. hiding in trenches? I mean, are they going to be? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, are they going to be on the campaign? What is the campaign going to look like? Yeah. Are there going yeah. to be debates? It is, it is going to be. Well, I think that's an open question. If I if I were Biden, I would. I would stay hidden. And I'll tell you why. Um, he doesn't inspire confidence. And he's not a great messenger for himself. He has done a tremendous job for this economy. Union members, union leaders have, are racking up win after win. They should be put forward. Uh, there are clean energy executives in red states that are putting people to work and you know, solar and everything. They should, like, there's something wrong with this campaign where we're somehow expecting Joe Biden, who frankly hid during the last campaign, to come out now and be Flash Gordon and save this, his own campaign. The people who are benefiting from the Biden economy, and they exist, should be empowered to speak. So let me translate that for you. Uh, you. You need to get union guys out there to speak because Biden can't. You have to get the, all, the, all these people that, that, that are benefiting to speak because Biden can't talk. But he can't talk, and he's, he, when people hear him talk, it's a, it's a disaster. But the problem with Van Jones' thinking, and I'll tell you the fundamental flaw in it, he's not wrong in the sense that Biden's a disaster and they should have campaign surrogates do it. But it, the, the, the policies are not that great. He's acting as if these people are going to go out there and be like, this is amazing. And I know that that's a narrative that the Democrat Party is pushing right now. And I see the, you know, the United Auto Workers is endorsing Biden. Well, of course they're going to endorse Biden. That's what they do. I'm not surprised by that. I'm not surprised by that at all, considering how many subsidies his administration has given them for electric cars. Even though electric cars are, are going to kill the industry, the average union workers, the average union worker got, this is 2016 all over again. When the union bosses came out, and endorsed Hillary Clinton, and every union person you would talk to, as I remember this, they'd call the show back then, or I would just go up and talk to them. I had the construction site in Philly, I'd just go over and say hello, and, you know, 
And they would say the same thing. I don't really care what my union leadership is doing. I'm voting for Trump. It's going to it's exact same thing with this. The union leadership of the United Auto Workers will back Biden. They want the subsidies for all the EVs and they want all the other subsidies that they get. Believe me, it's 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 a big, big money grab. These unions are a big money grab. But the members, the people that are actually in these unions who actually do the work and work for a living because these union presidents don't. That's their full time job. Their full time job is to be the union president. They're not out there, you know, with the wrench and the bolt in the factory at, at, at the plant, you know, putting the cars together. They don't want they don't want Biden. I'm telling you right now, they don't want Biden. So this is the great disconnect. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. We got a lot of show for you today. We'll talk to Dave McCormick. He is, uh, of course, running for United States Senator in Pennsylvania. He'll stop by. And a retired chief border patrol agent who has a great editorial in Newsweek about the crisis at the southern border. Uh, We got a lot. So one question for you before we go to break is, do you own the things you buy? Think about that for a moment. Do you own the things you buy? I know that that sounds simple, but it's a lot more complicated than you think. Do you own the things you buy? We'll be right back. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... You deserve this ice-cold reward. Modelo, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. The Zioli Show, on your schedule. From Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. you think it would hurt Nikki Haley, but she's still in the race. Trump said I, could, I couldn't care less. Couldn't care less if she uh, drops out or not. Is that? Did you play that song for her? Is that why? No, I played that it because that last clip of Van Jones telling Biden, you know, go hide and don't speak. <laughs> oh, interesting. But it works for that, too. I mean, yeah, no, you're right. People. It does. Well done, Henry. Well done. Uh, I never know exactly where you're going to go with the music. I, I sometimes make my assumptions, but I don't always get it right. But I have a, I have a job for you today. Oh, yeah? Oh, let's hear it. Yes. First of all, let's welcome back Matt DeSanctacovitis, <laughs> who had... <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, we were real worried about you. We were thoughts and prayers. <laughs> the new strand, uh, not as bad as the old strand, but I was pretty sick on Friday. 
Aw, did you have a sniffle? <laughs> did you get your whoopee? I did have the sniffles, actually. I had a cough. I had a, a sore throat. It was unpleasant. Did you have a little chicken noodle soup? I didn't eat any blankets. soup. No. No? No. Did you get soup. a fisherman's friend throat drop? Those are fun. What is when that? When you're sick. Yeah, like cough drops. No, I didn't. I didn't use any of those. I took some Tylenol oh. and drank some water, and I was okay. We survived. And I just stayed stayed away from work. <laughs> well, I didn't want to come in and infect everyone. No, no, because I, I mean, people are dropping dead of this strain left and right. I mean, this is worse than the Wuhan strain. I, I, I don't have access to your medical records. I don't know who has pre uh, existing conditions here and who doesn't. All I know is I followed the guidelines to a T. Five days from the onset of symptoms, twenty four hours removed. Uh, from uh, a fever without the assistance of Tylenol and a negative COVID test. And now I'm back. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God you survived. <laughs> Being that you're t- 25 years old and you, with all your pre-existing conditions, we were very worried about you. Well, I appreciate the concern. I felt very guilty on Friday morning good. when I woke up sick. I thought for sure I had spread it to my good friend Henry and my dear pal Rich, and thankfully nobody else caught it. No, and if we did, we wouldn't care. And by the way, all the candlelight vigils for Matt DeSanct to trade her, you can, you can now uh, blow them out. Thank you for your service. He's better. He's okay. He's alive. He's here. So all the candlelight vigils of the Zioli army for Matt DeSanct to COVIDus can now be finally extinguished. I did. A few, uh, I felt the prayer and the candlelight vigils did assist my recovery, so I do appreciate them. No problem. It's the least we could do. Like I said, we were very, very worried. <laughs> I find that very hard to believe. Very, <laughs> very worried about a man, a healthy young man in his <laughs> late 20s who uh, has no pre-existing conditions whatsoever. <laughs> we were very worried about him. Well, it wasn't pleasant on Friday, but, you know, by the weekend, I started to feel okay. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah, the nice five-day weekend. <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah, I guess it was five. Again... I followed the directions to a T. Of course you did. Of course, of course you did. Of course that you did. <laughs> By the way, uh, your don't speak a friend of mine following along on the show got that All right. reference. Let's go. Even though I thought you were talking about Nikki Haley, don't tell me because it hurts or whatever it was. So, hey, it works for all those. Yeah. Well, either way, I mean, I'm sure we got more. We have more. But here's here's the job I have for you. So today I tweeted something out regarding the razor wire fence. Mm-hmm. And first of all, John Kirby, the the um, only person we ever hear from in this administration, besides the White House fan, Kareem Jean-Pierre, John Kirby came out and said, he was asked a question by Peter Ducey, you know, is razor wire effective? Because they're removing, you know, they're taking it down in Texas. Is razor wire effective? It's very, very, it's a simple question that Peter Ducey asked him. And this is what he said in response to this. Uh, cut 16. Does razor wire work? Does razor wire work for what? Does it work for the Border Patrol to allow them to have the access they need to be able to, uh, to better process people that are uh, trying to get across the border? I don't think so. And that's why we asked for it to be removed. Okay, it doesn't work. Now, Corrine Jean-Pierre is very glad that they removed the razor wire um, because it, you know, it, it's, it's hurtful. It's mean. 
Cut 15. I don't have the, the specifics on the, what the border security is going to do and how they're going to do it. Look, we are uh, certainly glad that the Supreme Court uh, made the decision to, to uh, uh, vacate the injunction that prevented border security to actually do their jobs, to do humanitarian work, to actually, in, uh, to actually uh, enforce laws. Uh, and it got in the way. It, and, what, uh, and what was put forward that what, what, uh, what uh, Texas was doing, the governor was doing, was actually ineffective. And that's something that we have to remember. It was ineffective. Okay. It was ineffective. It <clears throat> didn't work. But yet they're, they're, they're still, at this time, uh, wanting it down, even though it's ineffective. All right. So Texas now is saying that they are going to go forward with this. The, the governor of Texas just put out a statement a short time ago saying the federal government has broken the compact between the United States and the states. The executive branch of the United States has a constitutional duty to enforce federal laws protecting states, including immigration laws, on the books right now. President Biden has refused to enforce those laws and has even violated them. The result is that he has smashed records for illegal immigration. Despite having been put on notice in a series of letters, one of which I delivered to him by hand, President Biden has ignored Texas's demand that he perform his constitutional duties. Governor Abbott continues, President Biden has violated his oath to faithfully execute immigration laws enacted by Congress. Instead of prosecuting immigrants for the federal crime of illegal entry, President Biden and his and his team of lawyers went to federal court to sue Texas for taking action to secure the border. President Biden has instructed his agencies to ignore federal statutes that mandate the detention of illegal immigrants. The effect is to illegally allow their en masse parole into the United States. By wasting taxpayer dollars to tear open Texas border security infrastructure, President Biden has enticed illegal immigrants from the 28 legal entry points along this state's southern border, bridges where nobody drowns, and into the dangerous waters of the Rio Grande. Under President Biden's lawless border policies, the governor writes, more than 6 million illegal immigrants have crossed our southern border in just three years. This is more than the population of 33 different states in this country. This illegal refusal to protect the states has inflicted unprecedented harm on the people all across the United States. James Madison, Alexander Hamilton, and the other visionaries who wrote the U.S. Constitution foresaw that states should not be left to the mercy of a lawless president who does nothing to stop external threats like cartels smuggling millions of illegal immigrants across the border. That is why the framers included both Article 4, Section 4, which promises that the federal government shall protect each state against invasion, and Article 1, Section 10, Clause 3, which acknowledges a state's sovereign interest in protecting their borders, which was upheld in Arizona v. the United States with Justice Antonin Scalia dissenting. The failure of the Biden administration to fulfill the duties imposed by Article 4 has triggered Article 1, Clause 3, which reserves to this state the right to self-defense. For these reasons, I have already declared an invasion under Article 1, Clause 3, to invoke Texas's constitutional authority to defend and protect itself. That authority is the supreme law of the land and supersedes any federal statutes to the contrary, the Texas National Guard, 
The Texas Department of Public Safety and other Texas personnel are acting on that authority as well as state law to secure the southern border. Now, this is a big deal. All right, this is a big deal because he's he's using what is absolutely a constitutional interpretation here by the governor to say that we have a right here. We have a right to protect our border, and we're going to do so because the federal government is not upholding its end of the bargain, its constitutional requirement to secure the border. Now, I don't know where all this goes. I don't predict uh, violence uh, between law enforcement officials on the southern border. I don't I don't think so. I predict more court action is what I predict. I predict more more court time, but good for Texas for not backing down. Good for him, because, again, remember, the Supreme Court did not say Texas has to take down the razor wire. It just said the feds can take down the razor wire. And so that's a big distinction right there. So Governor Greg Abbott is not actually doing anything illegal when he continues to have the National Guard put the razor wire up. But this will this will lead to more absolutely more court action. No question about it, because the governor he feels he's on solid constitutional ground. I agree with his I agree with his argument here. And I think that he's exactly right. A hundred percent. But there's another issue, too, and that is the harm that razor wire inflicts on people all the time. Remember, the two arguments that this administration used in court, one was that it's ineffective. So all week I've been saying that they need to take razor wire down wherever it is. Prisons, jails, outside of junkyards. I mean, what do you need? What do you need razor wire outside of a junkyard if you have a junkyard dog there? They need to take it down around airports. They need to take it around federal buildings. Wherever razor wire is needs to come down because it's ineffective. And if it's ineffective, I guess the question is, why do you care so much about leaving it up? But nevertheless, that's okay. Don't worry. They're going to take it down. So I say we should take it down everywhere it is because it's also mean. You can scratch yourself. You can get an infection. And the, the wound could fester. You know, if you get an infection from cutting yourself on razor wire, you might be more sick than Matt DeSanctacovitis was. That that thing could could get a big blister. You might you might get an infection that might go up your whole arm. Could kill you. It did to the king in Game of Thrones. You know what I mean? In the spinoff, Isle of Dragons or whatever mm, it was called. Yeah, House of the Dragon. Yeah. Thank you. I like my my yeah. name, Isle of Dragons. It's, it's, a, it's <laughs> they should call it that. He could have used a tetanus shot. That's for sure. Yeah, he didn't get a tetanus. See, that's what I mean. You 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 a little, you know, prick of the razor wire, and then boom, you know, next thing you know, your face is falling off. So, uh, with that in mind, since this is going to go to court, what I've done is I've produced the first uh, law commercial around razor wire injuries. Now, I'm not an attorney, so this is not an appeal for clients because i can't legally represent them in court since i'm not a lawyer however you know all these ads we have for all these injury lawyers all the time i think it's time we did our own so i put together the raw audio and what i need you to do henry is to come up with some you know sleazy better call Saul kind of lawyery music and graphics and 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 whatnot for it because i think it'll work really really well okay because you know what's going to happen eventually i mean now that we know razor wire is mean and they could cut you well, there's lots of it around this country. We use it everywhere, not just on the border. So there are there are serious razor wire injuries out there. And I want to make sure that those people get their day in court. So I tweeted this out this morning and it got a lot of play on Twitter. 
One person actually thought I was serious, but I have to qualify this because I'm not an attorney, so I can't technically represent you in court. However, we've established a law firm, Michael Pelka and I, called Moron and Moron, which we believe will (laughs) certainly take the case. And I tweeted out, you know, have you or a loved one been harmed by razor wire? If so, call today to learn your rights and how you may get a large cash settlement. Did you escape from jail and cut yourself or steal a car from a junkyard? Did the scratch from the razor wire get infected? If so, call today. Uh, But, you know, when you hear the big kind of radio sound voice to it and then you add a little music to it, this could be huge for us. So I put this together. It's very raw, but we can make it special. Take a listen. Have you or a loved one been harmed by razor wire? If so, call today to learn your rights and how you may get a large cash settlement. Did you escape from jail and cut yourself? Did you steal a car from a junkyard? Did the scratch from the razor wire get infected? If so, know your rights. Call today and you could get a large cash settlement. I'm so happy that we called Moron and Moron. Our son tried escaping from jail and cut his leg on razor wire. We got a large cash settlement. I'm so happy I called. My daughter tried escaping from the loony bin. She cut her leg on razor wire, and we got a large (laughs) cash settlement. I tried breaking into a junkyard to steal a 1986 Datsun. I cut my leg on razor wire, and it got infected. I called Moron and Moron, and I got a large cash settlement. So call today and know your rights. Razor wire may be ineffective, but it's also cruel. And if you get an infection, it could fester. (laughs) All right. So we got something special with this, and we can really cash in. Yeah. I can't help but notice that a lot of the testimonials sound like the attorney. It's Well, that's a a fair point. You know, the budget is short. We don't have a big budget here for hiring actors, so it's very possible I may have had to do all the roles myself. And also because, like everything else, I didn't put any planning into it. I just did it, you know. No, that's that's perfect then. Yeah. So can we get some sleazy lawyer sound effects or lawyer music under it? I think we, you know, we, I think you could pull that off. Yeah, absolutely. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, that to look forward to. Because look, if this is all going to be battled in court, and I always say the lawyers always win, then bring bring on the razor wire lawsuits. I mean, why not? Uh, 855-839-1210 is the number on Twitter at Rich Zioli. It's just ridiculous what this administration is doing, arguing that it's ineffective and demanding that it come down at, at the very same time. It's just so silly. So Texas is now going to do what Texas has to do. And good. He's baiting the president of the United States of America into federalizing the Texas National Guard. And if that happens, uh, Biden is going to look like the absolute biggest political idiot in history and i think greg abbott is spot on with his constitutional reasoning here and we will see where all this plays out i'll ask dave mccormick his thoughts on this when he comes on the show a little bit after four o'clock 855-839-1210 on twitter at rich zioli if you want to weigh in today listen cherry hill volvo on route 70 in cherry hill this is an amazing opportunity for you to get a brand new beautiful beautiful volvo because they are doing a big renovation in their dealership and they have incredible incentives It's also a great opportunity for you to get an S60 courtesy car. Now, these cars are beautiful, like new, and they only have uh, less than 5,000 miles on them. Here's the best part. They're they're being sold for under $29,000. The courtesy cars are when you bring your car in for maintenance or they need to valet somebody. So they're not used very often. They're kept in pristine condition. 
The S-Class is made right here in the United States of America, and it is a beautiful, beautiful car. I had it. I drove it for months, and I loved it. So you will love it, too. And the beautiful part about Cherry Hill Volvo, of course, is the fact that they sponsor our studio. In this day and age of cancel culture, we broadcast live from the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios. So whether you want a beautiful SUV like the XC90 that Bridget drives, the XC40 that I drive, or you want the S60 courtesy car, Either way, and I mean, and under $29,000 and less than 5,000 miles, it really is a no-brainer. Go see them today on Route 70 in Cherry Hill. Cherry Hill Volvo, where relationships matter. Thanks for listening to the Seoli Show podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the Odyssey app. Came back with a show theme. Interesting. Well, you did that yesterday, but those were like song songs. This is just instrumental music, right? This is Law & Order, yeah. Yeah. There's not a lot of great lawyer songs out there. Probably for I, a reason. I was torn between this and a Better Call Saul. Yeah, well, well, Better Call Saul could have been good. Yeah. Well, let's try. Let's try Better Call Saul. All right, hold on, hold on. All right, let's see. By the way, while Henry's queuing it up, some breaking news. Uh, good news, bad news. I'll give you the bad news first. Bad news. New Jersey today approved two new offshore wind projects. I told you all week that the Board of Public Utilities was meeting an emergency meeting to decide to do this, and they have been approved. No surprise there. Here's some good news. In Ohio, the state Senate overrode Governor Mike DeWine's veto, which uh, was a veto of a bill that would prohibit doctors from performing sex change medical procedures on minors. The State House of Reps voted to override the governor's veto on January 10th, and the state Senate just did it today, which means that the governor's veto is officially overridden in the state of Ohio. A big loss for that absolute wuss disgrace of a governor, Mike DeWine. I know Susie and her sister MJ are particularly happy about this as they represent the Ohio delegation of the Zioli Army, Um, but everyone should be happy about this because the fact that Mike DeWine did this, the fact that he vetoed that bill— was outrageous. It was a bill that passed overwhelmingly in the state legislature, and it was very clear that Mike DeWine was getting money from the industry because there's a lot of it out there. The hospital industry, the medical industry, there's a lot of money, pharmaceutical industry, and the legislature overriding him today is a huge loss for him. So we'll talk more about that as the show progresses today. But he had received about $40,000 in donations from several state children's hospitals, at least one of which he visited in December to discuss the bill with families, patients, and medical professionals. And there was a training video from one of those hospitals, Cincinnati Children's Hospital, which revealed staff teaching doctors how to work around parental consent when treating a minor transgender patient. So a lot more on this breaking news story. But like I said, the bad news in New Jersey is that Unsurprisingly, though, they did approve two new windmill projects, so that is a big shame. All right, let's hear Better Call Saul and see if that would have been a better choice to come back to. Probably more people know Law and Order, but I like this one better. See, the, the, the wire was a good choice because it had words in it. it had, you know lyrics yeah I, I i don't know yeah it was it was really hard decision because this song has lyrics to it too but not but they don't ever play the lyrics on the actual right show introduction right? yeah and then then i don't know law and order it's so that's such an iconic theme yeah well either way well done um 
tying it into the fact that all this this big court battle that's that lies ahead. And you know, I said this. I mean, there's a lot of breaking news today, and I will obviously get into the election last night, <clears throat> but. By now, you've probably heard a million different thoughts on it. I do have a couple of thoughts you probably have not heard yet. But I will tell you, though, um, as things go on with all of this, you and I both know that there is no doubt the Biden administration is going to continue to push back on Texas. It is a dumb political strategy because right now an issue that is concerning Americans in a large, large way, in a huge way, big way, large, vast of the population, swaths of the country, is immigration. And the perception is Joe Biden is allowing this invasion to go on. And right now, John Kirby, because the president doesn't ever speak, John Kirby, who basically is the president at this point, is out there trying to convince everybody Biden takes this very seriously, this invasion at the southern border. He takes this very seriously. So I think America today can breathe a sigh of relief that Texas is going to do what Texas has to do. Now, there's new warnings about the danger of offshore wind projects as New Jersey go ahead, goes ahead and, and approves these two new wind projects. There's more warnings now as an unusual number of whales are washing up on the uh, East Coast. And there was a hearing in Ocean City, Maryland that it just happened. It was hosted by House Republicans. And they talk about how the United States eastern seaboard is a migratory corridor for many species of whales, including the North Atlantic right whale, which is an endangered species. And Wind Action Group, another group there that's there to oppose this, said the wind turbines are too loud. And the noise that is made from not only the pounding of the pilings into this into the floor, but also the noise from the wind turbines themselves are destructive to marine life. That just going on right now as we speak. And I'm very happy to say that Congressman Jeff Van Drew has been working very hard, even in other states, to try to block this. But the fight is back on in New Jersey. The fight is back on. As we continue broadcasting live from the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, Dave McCormick wants to be the next United States Senator for the state of Pennsylvania. We'll talk to him about the border and so much more. Don't go away. Rich Zioli, weekday afternoons, 3 to 7. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.